Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. And Mahomes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. All right, let's do this. Championship week, ankle watch week, shark week. Can we get a first sack week? Burrow versus Mahomes week, a whole bunch of it, but it's all here live tonight on 610 Sports Radio. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Jed Marshall, we're all with you tonight for Airhead Pride Radio here on Wednesday night. You ready for this? I am. This is the biggest week of your life. Till next week, maybe. One of the biggest ones for sure, yeah. Yeah. How you feeling? Um, I think, it, I, feel, I think I feel okay. Yeah. I <clears throat> Come on, man. I think this week, if, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. it feels like it could go either way. And I, I think well, that's a bold take. Well, I one just, team's got to win. It's going to be the one with the more points. Yeah. I just think John Madden, I, I think in previous years we've entered this week where I have just felt more confident, like last okay. year, which ended up in a loss. I felt a lot better about the Chiefs winning. So maybe that's a good thing where yeah. I I think this year you really feel like it could go either way. And so maybe that in a way is a good thing where the, the Chiefs, if they have a twenty one to three lead, will will keep the foot on the, the gas in a sense. But uh it'll be a, a little bit, I think, more nerve wracking start to finish for Kansas City than last year. It just feels like the Bengals have arrived, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I think unfortunately sometimes, especially this week when you see, vid- see videos of them, they, they seem to know it, uh, and uh, and we'll see how it plays out on Sunday, I guess, right? Why does it seem, I mean, the Burrowhead Comet is perfect mm-hmm. for me, okay? Like, we both grew up wrestling fans, so we understand the, you know, this is this is all within the game. Everything is on the table. There are two teams left in the AFC for the entire year. I think a lot of people thought eventually this game was going to be Kansas City versus Buffalo. It's Kansas City versus Cincinnati, and it's it's a whole lot of smack talk, a whole lot of talk from Cincinnati's side of the of the field, and not a lot from the Chiefs. Right, last time it was the Chiefs that were the ones that kind of chipped away, and Cincinnati was just kind of like, you know, we're going to do our own thing. We're gonna we're going to show what we have on the on the field and. And now it kind of seems like it's the opposite. Like, is this where this matchup should be? Where they're saying Burrowhead and Eli Apple is clearly the um like the antagonist. Yeah, like he's the he's the antihero, if you want to go with the Taylor Swift song. By the way, the song's amazing. Um, mm. but if you wanna if you wanna look at Eli Apple and do what they're doing, and you kind of look at the Chiefs and everybody's kind of staying mum. Everybody's kind of like, you know what, we're just gonna we're gonna do our own thing. Well, when you saw this starting to happen, when Joe Burrow went on after the game and he said, hope, hope everyone gets their refunds, and then the clip of Burrow had came out. Mm-hmm. And there had already been the smack talk during the regular season between the Chiefs and Bengals. This is a, a weird place for the Chiefs to be because here they are hosting their fifth straight AFC title game, having won 14 games this year mm-hmm. and – Right, they're they're the betting underdog at this stage. I, I think people are doubting because of the Patrick Mahomes injury. The Bengals have won three games in a row with this iteration of their team against Patrick Mahomes. 
Patrick Mahomes has, has really dominated the entire league except for the Bengals. Uh, you know, you talk about storylines. This These storylines that are going into the AFC title are, are as good as any storyline that you can make up for what would be a Super Bowl championship game. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think a lot of people are excited about this, both in Kansas City and Cincinnati. And the wild part, and, and this is the real part, and, and it's worth saying out loud, even though it's obvious, is one team is going to be able to move on and – Another team, an- another really, really, really good team is going to have to watch the Super Bowl at home. Do you think Cincinnati knows that they're beating Kansas City Sunday? Is that why it's like, obviously we don't know if it's going to happen, but in their mind, they're 3-0 and against this yeah. Chiefs regime. They're riding high, man. It's it's I, their it's their stage right now. I haven't liked the smack talk unless you're looking at it from the frame of, I said this this morning when we were doing an Arrowhead Pride thing, like, I was very worried about the Bengals pulling this off and being the better team, whereas them with all this pre-smack talk, Mm -hmm. not a huge jinx guy myself, but this pre-before-the-game smack talk is making me think maybe the Chiefs are really going to have the advantage and come out firing. I mean, they typically respond well to this type of thing, and I just think the Bengals smack talk is weird, and I said this earlier today on on the drive, it, it's it's almost like post winning the Super Bowl smack talk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes they got on stage at, at Union Station and they bragged and they said we did it, even though despite the injuries and Travis Kelsey was saying you know we were down ten and we did this and that and other words, right? Mm-hmm. But they'd won, they'd won the championship, mm-hmm. and then the same thing you saw the last year or the next year, which was maddening for Chiefs fans, is watching Bruce Arians brag about how they beat Kansas City and, and ruined the run it back tour. And then you saw L.A. with Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, Frat Stafford, and how annoying that was. But, look, it was annoying, but they had already won. Mm-hmm. I, it's just you have that Super Bowl parade energy from the Bengals right now, and they still have two games to win, including a really tough one on the road on Sunday. I just I don't know. We've seen this time and time before, and – this type of energy usually backfires in, in a team's face, so we'll see if that comes to fruition on Sunday. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. Dare I ask? Dare I ask what the injury report says? I mean, all I saw today were videos of a 27-year-old's ankle. All day. Ankle watch. Ankle Ankle watch 2023. Yeah, so uh, Pete, you're there. You were at practice. You have film of it on Arrowhead Pride. Your Twitter account at PG Sween. Let the people know what it looked like. That's the that's the that's the question, man. What's the ankle look like? This is where America is at right now. I tweeted out a six second video yeah. of Mahomes' ankle, and within 40 minutes, there were over 100,000 views. Gee, many Christmas. Anyway, the injury report came out <laughs> later in the day, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes was a. Full participant, which is a, a great sign for his status on Sunday. That means he was able to do everything he usually does in practice. Now, it doesn't mean the ankle's perfect, but I think from an injury standpoint, you should see something similar to what you saw in week one of 2019 when he was injured against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a full participant every day that week and then went into a game against the Oakland Raiders. It was away. They were still playing on a baseball field at the time. Mm. And Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns in that game. So That's pretty good. Opposite leg. This is the right leg. Then it was the left leg, but still the same injury. He's he's dealt with something similar before. McCole Hardman did practice. 
after not practicing all last week, he was limited. This was my question to Andy Reid. I, I asked, you, you know, are you guys feeling good? Andy Reid was optimistic again. Now, the catch here is he's been optimistic before two or three times before about McCole Hardman, and he still has yet to play since week nine. So worth watching. Jarek McKinnon, full participant with an ankle. Willie Gay with a toe. The Bengals are missing two offensive linemen still not practicing. Right guard Alex Kappa, left tackle Jonah Williams. Didn't really matter in a blizzard in Buffalo, but I tend to think with no precipitation expected for Sunday, even though it's going to be cold, this could play into the Chiefs' advantage because I don't think they'll be back. Is this a big game for Frank Clark again? No left tackle for Cincinnati, or at least their left tackle probably out. Uh, Brent Clark showed his true colors last weekend. They said the blood's in the water and the shark smells blood. Yeah, I think it's a it's a big week for the entire defensive line. But, man, Clark, Clark looked vintage yeah. last week, and if he can continue to tap into that 2019 energy, you're going to feel a lot better about this game. I, I just think that's the whole key this week. It's the offensive line protecting Mahomes, who probably is one or two hits away from being in trouble with that ankle. And on the other side, it's just getting to Joe Burrow, which they have not been able to do, even despite it seemingly the rest of the league being able to get to Joe Burrow. So I think if those two things are established early in this game at Arrowhead, both protecting Mahomes and getting to Burrow, excuse me, <laughs> I just tapped the mic, you'll feel pretty good about how this game is going to go. Yeah. Do you think there's dirtiness? Are they going to go low on Mahomes, or will they they just play the game out? Because I know that everyone sees Cincinnati yeah. now as, like, the evil guy. The minute somebody goes after him in a tackle, they're going to, you know, assume. Well, I just think because of everything leading into the game, the referees are going to be cognizant. Mm. And so if they go a little bit low, I, I think you'll see a quick flag for for roughing the passer. I think it's just hard for me to wrap my head around the team that's bragging into the camera saying Burrowhead, not trying to mm. take a, 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 any advantage they possibly could. And this is still football, right? I mean, this – is still one of these games. It's a violent game, and I think in that is let's test that ankle, and that, you know that's part of the game. Not to say that you completely blame the Bengals for that, but you, you know you hope to not see any any dirty hits. But as Juju Smith-Schuster was saying at the podium today, you played them two times a year, every year in in, in Pittsburgh. This is part of Cincinnati's identity: physical, mm-hmm. a little dirty, and now they're adding the smack talk to boot. It, it's for the rest of the league, it's been a, a true heel turn for the Bengals. Big time. You had a lot of Bills fans I've seen on, on Twitter who were so disheartened, and they left that game initially and were like, anybody but Kansas City beat Kansas City, and now it's completely flipped. Like, yeah. all the Bengals fans do not want to see – or, I'm sorry, all the Bills fans do not want to see the Bengals move on to what would be a Super Bowl. And I kind of feel like a lot of people around the around the country that are not living in Cincinnati feel that way. Yeah, it's awesome to see a team like the Bills all of a sudden switch fan bases for at least one weekend. I don't know what they I don't know who they'd root I'm for sure in the Super Bowl. I'm sure they'll be rooting but, for the NFC yeah. in the Super Bowl, but they want the Bengals out as soon as possible with all this Eli Apple junk. Well, so do the Kansas City Chiefs fans. But coming up next, lead analyst of Arrowhead Pride, Ron Cop Jr. joins us on the show and see what he has to see viewing all this film. And I've got a question as to why the Chiefs never seem to close it out. All that next on Arrowhead Pride Radio and 610 Sports Radio. All right, back in on Arrowhead Pride Radio. It's AFC Championship Week. Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Joining us now with the push of a button is Ron Cobb Jr. 
Ronnie, here we are, man. It's uh, Ronnie. It's, it's you know when you when you know him that long enough, and your boys, yeah. you uh, you can call him Ronnie. Uh, but right. uh, how are you this evening, Mister Junior? Man, I love that intro music. Uh, had me feeling like I was an Arrowhead already. Yeah, made you think I, that I, I Harrison Bucker had the index finger up in the air, looking at each side of the kicking line before they go and uh, smash the ball to the Bengals. Man, man, you're getting me fired up, dude. I thought I was fired up before taking this call. So no, I'm 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 ready, man. It's <laughs> AFC Championship week. You know, it's I, I've been I've said it to my friends a lot, you know, after last week's game. It felt like, you know, we I was in a fog after the halftime of that AFC championship last last year. You know, it just n- nothing felt right about that second half. So I'm just glad we're getting this rematch because I think it was much it was much needed for the Chiefs and just our fans. So you've kind of alluded to what I want to start this interview out with, Ron, and that is the Bengals and the Chiefs have played each other three times, and the Chiefs have lost all three games, but they've carried the lead into the fourth quarter every single time. Why can't the Chiefs close it out versus Cincinnati? It's a great question because we've known this Chiefs team as a team to to finish games strong. I mean, how many times over the Mahomes history have they been down? You know, it's to start a game and, and have had to come back, and it just seems like. This is the one matchup where it goes the opposite, where they, they, they never seem to have struggles starting off. I mean, I will say last game the Bengals got to an initial lead, but like you mentioned, you know, the Chiefs have the ball in the fourth quarter. If Kelsey doesn't fumble, you know, man, that, 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 you know, they're, they're in good position there. So what's happening to me, it feels like, is just that the, the Bengals' defense just is, is really, you know, manipulative in terms of, you know, they're not going to show you the same thing once. You know, they're going to give you a, bit, a bunch of coverage looks. Um, and they're just going to be so multiple that I think I, I think over time in that game, man, I think they just it just gets to Mahomes in the offense, and it really just screws them up. And 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 we've seen it, and uh, you know, because they have not scored a fourth quarter touchdown in this series, and and you saw in the AFC Championship last week they got all the way to the or last year they got all the way to the four yard line and couldn't punch it in, and and so I, it, it, there is something about this defense about Lou Anarumo's uh, scheming that really trips up the passing game, especially. And obviously late in the games when you're trying to win a game, you need the pass game. And so that's – I really think it's something to their pass coverage, the way that they can really trip the Chiefs' offense up. And that's the big challenge here is the Chiefs avoiding those those mishaps like we had in the second half of seemingly every game in the series. Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens talking with Ron Kopp, our, our lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride right here on Arrowhead Pride Radio. And speaking of Arrowhead Pride – Dot com. Ron, we'll flip it to the other side. Your film review this week was about the Chiefs defense and answering the question, is the defense playing well enough to defeat this year's version of the Bengals? Where did you land on that? So it's not, you know, a straightforward answer, obviously. It never is with, with me. You know, I always like to keep it interesting. But uh, but the thing is, with this Jaguars game, you look back, and there are some things you can take away from a positive note. I mean, I really liked how Spags mixed it up. He, he blitzed, but he didn't blitz too much. There was 10 drops back, dropbacks where he blitzed. But when he did, it seemed to, to, seem to be, you know, really, uh, you know, he disguised it really well, I should say, or, or it wasn't just a, a pretty basic blitz. And, and, and what he did a lot of times is, is confuse the pass protection enough to get a free rusher. Guess who the Bengals have in their offensive line? A bunch of a backup linemen that haven't played together all year. I, I think that's a big, you know, a key part in this matchup is really trying to take advantage of the fact that you know, Joe Burrow's a great quarterback, but the Cincinnati offensive line, it is banged up. And, and, and there's only so much you can overcome as a quarterback if your offensive line isn't doing its job. I think they got they, – they got – I don't want to say lucky. The, the word lucky is not the right word. But, man, in Buffalo last week with all that snow, that helps your offensive line. That does not right. help the pass rush. The pass rush can't get off. The pass rush really can't get going. 
that really helps your offensive line. So I think they got, you know, I think they, they kind of got away with kind of masking some stuff last week that they, they will have some holes. And, and one of them is a backup guard and, and Chris Jones is on a pair right now. He didn't get his sack last week, but you know, he, he, he is a big part of why you got some free rushers because guys are so worried about blocking him. And, and, you know, on one, actually the Jalen Watson interception, the right guard so worried about blocking him that he completely misses Justin Reed who's standing right over him. Um, it, 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 it's, so the, the point is, Spags, you know, I don't want to see him blitz too much, but I do like that disguising, you know, the pre-snap disguise. He was doing a lot of, hey, we're in one high before the snap, now we're in two high after the snap. Just get Burrow thinking post-snap, get him processing stuff. It'll, it'll cause maybe a, a little hesitation. That might just be enough to let Chris Jones get home, to let Frank Clark get home. So I, I want to see Spags continue to mix it up because he did it a lot more against the Jaguars, and I feel like he has for most of the season. So a lot of people think, Ron, uh, that they know what the offense is going to look like. Now, obviously, all the videos say on the great website of Arrowhead Pride, they showed the ankle. It showed Pat was just kind of out there doing his thing. And I liked your tweet from uh, the past game where he started off kind of hot and on a roll. Um, I don't know if we get that type, but if we do, uh, what do we expect to be basically the the main attention seeker from Patrick Mahomes? Because the last time they played Cincinnati, I don't believe uh, – I don't believe uh, the the new addition on the wide receiver side was there in Tooney um, or in Tony Kadarius Tony. But uh, what do you expect to see if the ankle is a little stiff going into this frigid game on Sunday? Right. You know, it's funny. They started the Jaguars game with the speed option, and I don't think you're going to see that this week. Uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, and and that's and that stinks because you know a big part of Mahomes' game, especially when it comes to the postseason, is moving around. You know that the Chiefs do have that wrinkle that they'll bring out. And you saw last week, I mentioned the speed option. I mean, Holmes is really good at those. Mahomes is really good at attacking a defender, making him commit to him, and then pitching off of it. That's why you saw Pacheco get the first down on that first carry. You're not going to see that kind of stuff. And and, and obviously just scrambling. I, I, you know, he, he's, he may be willing to still mentally, right? You know, that, that's just he's a competitor. He's going to kind of play within himself. And that's what he does at times. But there's going to be times where maybe he, he, you know, his mentally he thinks he can get around a corner and he just can't. And there's going to be times where maybe he thinks he can get away from a rusher and he just can't because physically he's just limited to an extent. You know, I, I, I the videos do make me feel good. I think, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that he, he was a full participant in practice today, I would say. But, no, I, I think the offense is going to really have to rely on the shotgun run game because I think under center is going to be a little, a little testy. Sometimes you saw that last week. He was limping from out, out of center. Um, out of under center and it's just going to take the pocket pass game which is obviously going to take the 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 receiver or the offensive line to really protect him and the receivers to get open and you mentioned tony as as not part of that first game he's a huge x factor in this game man it's just especially plays after the catch it's one thing they didn't do a lot of last time is just get their player get the ball to their receivers and and trust them to break tackles make plays mahomes is trying to do it all himself for the most part you know plays down the field I'd like to see him – I'd like to see the offense kind of trust. If McColl plays, you know, obviously he was limited today. If McColl plays, if Tony plays, get the ball in those guys' hands and let them do the work from there. I think that's a big part of beating the Bengals' defense. Ron, I'm going to try to stump you here. Who's more important in this game, Orlando Brown Jr. or Trent McDuffie? Ooh, I like that, Pete. I like that. You know, I'm going to say Orlando Brown Jr. Because we – and if, if the ankle wasn't a part of this, maybe we don't say that, right? But mm-hmm. – Man, Orlando Brown Jr., last year in the AFC Championship, he actually wasn't terrible. It wasn't too bad against Trey Hendrickson. It was just a few reps that got him. 
And it was this this year as well where you saw that, you know, it's Hendrickson's hand fighting, Hendrickson's speed off the edge, Hendrickson's he's kind of a you know, he's not the tallest player, the most stout player. He's able to bend and kind of dip around. That's the kind of stuff that really gives Brown tr- trouble. So that's where Brown's really going to have to step up his game and help uh, help Mahomes out in, in that case. Because on the flip side, you know, McDuffie is obviously very important covering their really good receivers. But I'd say even more important than, than the coverage is, is the pass rush and, and just getting Burrow to just not have an easy day, right? And, and sometimes the, the cover, you know, the lack of coverage obviously, you know, makes it easier to get rid of the ball quick. But I really think with the backup offensive line, with Spags disguising coverages and stuff, it's going to allow the pass rush to, to get there a little quicker this time. And so I really think that's the biggest key on defense. So I'll give it to Brown, man. I think he has to have a huge game, and he's a big part of if the offense is going to be able to, to score enough points or not. Ron, what do you got going the rest of the week at Arrowhead Pride? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have the – Pete mentioned the defensive film review out today where, where we looked at the defense and, and just some of the stuff they did against the Jaguars. But I'll also be taking a look at the Cincinnati uh, offense, you know, for, for the opponent scout. Nate Christensen is looking at the defense and, and kind of how, you know, he, he's actually – what we just talked about, the Mahomes injury, he's kind of looking at that, how it could impact the offense. And then there's five things to watch, man. I, I got my weekly five things to watch. There's going to be locked and loaded information in there. And – and just get you all ready for Sunday, man. I'm fired up, so I hope everyone is too. Lead analyst Ron Cobb Jr. of Arrowhead Pride. Ron, have a good night and uh, try to stay amped down as much as you possibly can. It's only Wednesday, man. We got we got a, we got a long way to go, and I need you I need you full strength on Sunday. If you're going to keep playing that great intro music, man, <laughs> I'm going to keep staying fired up. So. What do you know no, about Ramajan? There we go. Appreciate it, Ron. Thanks for joining us tonight on uh, Six Ten Sports Radio. Ron Cobb Jr. Um, defensive watch this week, and then five things to watch by the end of the week, and he seems. He seems like us. You know, we don't really know yet. It's still kind of early in the week, but you're expecting fireworks. That's the kind of attitude I get from Ron. I think if you continue to get full participation status for Mahomes, mm-hmm. and that happens, now we got it on Wednesday. We just talked about the injury report. But if you get that Thursday and Friday, I mean, I, I think the city's going to be pretty juiced for this game. I, this is, I think, who you want. I, I, I know that Buffalo and, and Kansas City, it, it's, it, it felt like they maybe had a, a, a date, you know, a destiny to play each other. But, man, how sweet would it be if the Chiefs can go to the Super Bowl beating the team that – the only team, really, that has had their number for the past few years now. I, I think that would be a nice way to, to, to head down to Arizona. Hold that thought because that's our topic when we come back is something is a little bit similar to what we've seen in the past when it comes Ooh. to beating that guy in two of the same of the types quarterbacks in the NFL. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Jed Marshall, all with you here tonight on Arrowhead Pride Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. I mean, I'm ready to just put the chin strap on, go outside, shoulder pad up, get the shells going. Let's just, let's just rock and roll. Are you going to play this weekend? I, I mean, man, I'm just telling you right now. Um, Would you be on offense or defense, first of all? Special teams. Okay. Yep. Gunner? Yep. Just let me go psycho. Right. And if I get hurt, I went my I did everything I was supposed to do. I, I don't th- I don't want to be the guy on offense that has to like catch a pass from Patrick Mahomes because I'd feel terrible if I dropped it. Like I'd mm-hmm. feel like Christian Watson. That's unfair, but he did drop a few in one game. Watson had a nice end to his season, though. He did. In Green Bay. Yeah. Justin Watson. I meant for the Chiefs. That's who I meant. Right. Also, big question. 
Yes. Let's say hypothetically you're a football player this weekend. Yeah. Sleeves, no sleeves. I think you got to wear no sleeves. The high is 20. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's going to be 20 degrees at 1 o'clock. That game kicks off at 530. It's going to be absolutely hell in this game. Leo Chanel was was wearing no sleeves before last game, and I, I tweeted that out, and mm. and Jay Binkley tweeted right away that it was warm outside. Okay. Well, he'll be in shorts on Sunday <laughs> when he does the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. I think if you're a defensive player, right, you could you could maybe wear. Well, you know, no Frank sleeves. Clark's going Haynes extra large long sleeve white t shirt. <laughs> That's just like his look, man. Like he's well, just he's after he's, last week's game. Do what you want to do, man. Wear whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones gonna get a damn sack in this game. Signs. There's no way he goes another game without a sack. Signs point to no. Okay, if we're going That's by awesome. the trend, but that means the Chiefs are losing. Then, if we're going by the trend, at at some point, I think he's gonna break through. And and what a time for the first playoff sack against. Joe Burrow, when you know, I, I think a lot of people remember that near sack last year, and mm-hmm. really would have changed the whole game. I think they they need to get to him early. Oh I, yeah, he can't get into this Joe Burrow zone where he's picking apart the the defense. I I think we've just seen that too many times, uh, and and especially when you know you're dealing with an ailing Mahomes who may not be able to go blow for blow. I tend to think. You know, talk is cheap, right? But I just tend to think in talking to these guys this week and even even last week after the game, something in them, a level rose when Chad Henney had to come to the game. Mm-hmm. Everyone played. You could really see it. Like, everyone played a little bit better and, and harder. And not. I, I know that you'd go into it and be like, well, why do you have to manufacture them playing a little harder? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I mean, everyone has, has played at least youth sports, right? When something happens, sometimes you just play a little bit harder. And I, I think the Chiefs are just cognizant of what they're going into, simply knowing that, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is a little banged up. Superman is banged up. And when Superman is banged up, you know, you know sometimes you got to call in, call in Batman. Uh, they're on the same team. In the Mar- in, is it? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I think that's DC is the term. Whatever, Marvel, I mean, whatever you, whichever Marvel's one like you're Spider-Man, into. Iron Man, the League of Justice. Mm. Not my, not my. Ben Affleck, Batman, George Clooney, Batman, it's the Justice League. Okay. See, I, I'm not, not my, yeah. not my level stick of expertise. To sports, bro. Yeah, I gotta yeah. stick to sports. But get, I get out of Nerdville. I've been a. I've always not to get too far off topic, but oh. I've always been a proponent of of we've had enough Batman's. But man, I really enjoyed this like last one that they did. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it, it is that was who it really was? good. Yeah, it was really good. Team Edward. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like. I didn't want them to take away from the Dark Knight, but dang, they did a nice job with this sad Batman. Yeah. Speaking of Jokers, so this game, Burrow versus Mahomes, mm-hmm. is this Brady Manning? Because that's what it feels like. I just don't know who's who. Well, here's the annoying thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, people want to say Patrick Mahomes isn't the best. The problem is that now we've run into every other year, it's a different guy. Mm-hmm. First, it was Lamar, right? I mean, I'm, when it, it's not too long ago that, that people were like, no, Lamar's better. Remember the NFL top 100 thing? Then it became Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, who Tony Romo referred to as Michael Jordan, right? Or Has Tony Romo lost a step? Yes. Okay. We don't have to get into that. Right. And then now it's Joe Burrow, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like, well, it can't be Joe Burrow. And while that's true, yeah. isn't the greater takeaway from these past few years, they keep coming up with a new name. 
against the same guy. And so, yeah, well, I'd like to say I, I think it might be Burrow. Who knows? Like maybe next year it's just Herbert who's reinvigorated from getting a new offensive coach in, in L.A., right? Like maybe Lamar is playing for Miami and suddenly he's the guy again that's going up again. Mm-hmm. I don't – we got to get someone that consistently is with Pat over these five years where he's been excellent before I'm like, you know what, that's the that's the rival. That's- well, the, the thing that's funny about what you say there is that one thing is consistent. Yes, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Common denominator. So it's just like, okay, here he is, but everybody else is coming along and doing this and doing that. And it's Mahomes, I don't think there's a debate, is the worst we ever saw him in the second half against Cincinnati. That's the worst you've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play football, in my opinion. Take that, you add on Cincinnati, you add on the dumbest slow motion video I've ever seen where they showed Burrow throwing the pass and like turning around in the snow. And it's like, awesome, man. He threw a pass. He does every game. And 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 you add on all this flair to Cincinnati and it almost seems forced, but only by one side. And then there's over here, just cool, calm, collected. I'm not going to say anything. I got my team to worry about Patrick Mahomes knowing that his season ended last year in a very disappointing way against this team who continues to talk trash who's only beaten you by mistakes that you've made. I just don't think things go well for Cincinnati if you're giving Mahomes this type of – because I'll be honest with you, it reminds me of when I watched The Last Dance. Mm -hmm. And Michael Jordan told story after story after story about what things pissed him off. They were all in the game. There were never anybody that outside the game was like, Jordan's a blank. It was always like, this guy won MVP. This team was the favorite. They did this. We need to go do this. And he made it a message and a point to go out there and be better than he already was, which was the best in the game. Mahomes has that to him, too. Big time. You don't get it at the at press. Yeah. I mean, you got it a little bit when he he was about 12 beers deep and at uh, the, the – No, you've gotten it in games. You got Bowl. it with the finger count. No, you got it with the shrug. In, in game. That, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I was about Okay, to, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The only time he, like, let his guard down was when he – he yeah. had poured beer down his throat after celebrating the Super Bowl championship. My knee was on the in the side of my leg, and we still did it. <laughs> He's like grabbing but the crotch. That energy's real, and he oh, yeah. and he shows it during games where when he does count on his fingers, you know, about Mitch Trubisky or Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and he does flex. You saw it in Week One. I remember mm-hmm. he was flexing to the sideline against the Arizona Cardinals, and you're going to get a little bit of that this weekend. These guys don't like to talk about it. And, you know, I, I tend to think from being at that press conference today, Andy Reid explicitly said, we're not doing this this week. No. And you know how I know that because Justin Reid didn't flinch in saying, yeah, we're not getting involved in that when he was very willing to talk about it when the Cincinnati Bengals came around the first time. Yeah, dad has made the rules very clear in the locker room. you know what? What I would tell you is if you're going to this game, if you're going to be at home a little bit warmer watching it, mm. watch what the Chiefs do if they're able to score this first touchdown because you're going to see that they've been hearing – Burrowhead and send the refunds and Cincinnati has Kansas City's number and so on and so forth and and watch what Patrick does like they are well aware of the trash talk and the the prevailing thought out there that you know Kansas City's lost a step and now the Bengals are the new face of the AFC there's going to be a point in this game where they're going to put Eli Apple on skates Mm. I don't know when it's going to happen I'm, I kind of disagree with the first score, but I think if the Chiefs get up or if they have a ceiling score like at the end of the game, then you'll see it. 
And yep. I think there's going to be a lot of Travis Kelsey first down catches where he does the, you know, like you're like, okay, this is 2015 Kelsey, not 2023 Kelsey. You got to be better in the league, in the in in your league, and this goes for any level. Mm-hmm. If you're going to talk smack, you better be the best player in the league or, you know, close to the top. Eli Apple sucks. Eli's among the worst. He's, he's on one of the best teams in the Correct. league. But by every measurement, I mean, he is one of the worst. I mean, he's exploitable. And so for this guy to be talking all the smack mm. and, man, with the DeMar Hamlin stuff and throwing the thing on Twitter with the clear three and DeMar Hamlin Cancun on three with the DeMar Hamlin emoji that, that he's kind of mm-hmm. taken in this whole thing. I, man, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And those guys, and, and granted, this is still football, and you know whoever is the better team is going to win, but, man, that's not helping things. And No, but I'm I, here for it. And, I yeah, I think it pumps the Chiefs up. I think it pumps everyone up, and I, I think it makes people not want to to be behind you and, and we'll see how it plays out. But I, man, I think Kansas city hears everything. And so you'll see that between the white lines, not so much at, at the podium. You know, if they are able to get back to union station. Maybe you hear a little bit then. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh man. That's, I mean, that's, if that happens, you're getting Johnny Gomes, speech from Kelsey. Yeah. You're going to get that type of energy, and they're going to give Travis Kelsey the microphone, and he's going to absolutely go off. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And I will literally text you or call you the moment that it does, tell you where I'm at, and be like, I told you this was coming. Because that's what's going to happen. This team that they're playing is poking the bear, and no this, team has really done this to the Chiefs. I don't want to get above and beyond ahead right. of ourselves here, yeah. but – you also got to be careful a little bit here, too, because it isn't the final. No, it's not. You know, and, and there's two good teams on the other side of the division. And I, I think that goes for both teams, right? Like, even from a Cincinnati standpoint, like, say we were doing Cincinnati radio right now. Big time. There's a, you know, this is a big game. You know, that could come with a little bit of a letdown. So the Chiefs got to stay sharp. They got to stay focused. They got to get through it, right? You got to lock mm-hmm. in on this game. But even past that, it's like you got another big time test coming on the other side of this, too. If you've got something on your mind about this game or you have a question that you want to ask Pete Sweeney, your time is now because this is the last time you'll hear from him until Sunday. It's probably not. Um, but either way you want to look at it, on air, 913-586-7610 or at Arrowhead Pride, ask away what's on your mind for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals here on 610 Sports Radio. It is Arrowhead Pride Radio. back good to be back yeah love the arrowhead theme music for tonight's show thanks to jed marshall yeah black betty by rama jam this is a playoff performance from jed big time this is championship week you can't be you can't be no geek in the streets Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah gotta have that kickoff music ripping heaters putting on some beaters yep hanging darts (laughs) ripping farts and just hanging out with kid rock on the stereo 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. If you have a question for Pete or something on your mind about this game that you want to talk about, rip away on the text line. 
Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. It's mail time. Question one came from Twitter. Kadarius Tony, impact of this game will be what? One Pete Sweeney. I think it's a big impact. I, I think we've started to see his usage go up more and more here. Now the Chiefs have been a little careful with him with that hamstring. It's always something that I think is on the mind of the Chiefs. They don't want to you know, have him have a setback. But, yeah, I, I think you, you see a lot uh, of Tony. The part that sticks out about today's media was Juju Smith-Schuster was asked a question by colleague of the athletic Nate Taylor does great stuff here as well. It's about the, the game plan. And Juju had the biggest smile on his face. And he mm-hmm. said that this game plan is absolute fire. And oh. I, I think that has to include. We're still using fire. Well, Juju okay. is. Okay. Well, that has to include Tony. And not only using him with a, a guy with the ball in his hands, but as a, a decoy, the ultimate decoy, getting the defense a little bit off kilter. It should be, should be fun. Yeah, keep an eye. Keep an eye on, on what Tony does on Sunday, yeah. Okay, uh, this one from He Hate Me. Nice. Uh, pretty sure that's a name from the XFL. Uh, I'm wondering and hoping we pound the ball against the three-man front, takes a pressure off of 15. Our defense needs to play their best game of the season. Is all of that true from one Pete Sweeney? I think you need the more balanced attack with Mahomes hurting a little bit here, mm-hmm. right? you got to establish the run and and do it well and, and I think do it early and, you know, get get Cincinnati to respect a little bit. I, this isn't Superman Mahomes. I, I just think mm-hmm. you're not going to get those plays where he can pick up third and long yardage with his, his legs. And I, I don't think you should trust that. I don't think you should risk it, right? Because mm-hmm. in, in a way, maybe he can pick it up, but then you're risking him re, getting re-injured. So it's a big Pacheco day, and I think it's establishing Pacheco early, allowing Mahomes to be a little bit more comfortable and having the Bengals defense respect that and, and open up the, you know, those intermediate looks a little bit better for him. From the 913 on the text line now, Pete, um, do you think our linebackers can stop Hurst over the middle while they send Higgins and Chase deep? <laughs> well, Justin, Tough Reed, ask. Justin Reed has, has talked about how you know he wants to lock down Hurst, didn't really get the opportunity. I think, I think Hurst had like three or four plays, maybe less than that, before he was injured last game and was ruled out quickly. And, you know, there's a the confidence there, but we, we really haven't gotten to see that matchup yet. And... Hurst is pretty underrated, I, I think, in a Bengals offense that has a lot of good pass catchers. So something to watch, I think, again early. But you know, Justin Reed is well aware of Hayden Hurst. We'll hopefully get that matchup this time around. This is from the 816. Gentlemen, it's time for a career game from one Chris Jones. 15 and a half sacks in the regular season is great, but playoff zero sacks, it needs to be a big day from 95. They could take one sack right to start. Mm-hmm. And... And again, I, I think that's going to be a, a huge part uh, of the game. And, you know, I, I think you have the confidence in, in the defensive line. And to me, getting to Joe and making him un- uncomfortable is something we just like have not seen the Chiefs be able to do. And with their weakened offensive line, now they're not in the snow. I think this could be the week. And I know I keep saying the same thing. I sound like a broken record. But mm. again, establishing discomfort for Burrow early in the game will help set the tone. A lot of early, a lot of early takes right now. Yep. Twitter asks, "Is this the year, or oh. is this the game that the Chiefs finally snap the three, the losing streak against the Bengals?" I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs in this game. Of course you are. I. You can't be the antihero. No, I. 
it's a it's a cautious picking of the Chiefs. I, I really think we all feel the same way. I mean, it could easily go the other way, but um, you know, I know that he's not won every playoff game he's ever played in, but it's just it's hard for me to even pick against a, a Patrick Mahomes a little bit injured at home. And I understand, you know, the history that goes into it. I, I could see where the Bengals could pull it out, but it's hard to bet against Mahomes in this spot. I think more times than not throughout the course of his career, he'll win this game uh, instead of losing it. This is from Dusty Likens. Pete. Dusty, yeah. Is, First time, long time. Yeah, long time. I'll take your, uh, take your answer after the uh, off the air. I have this question. Yes. Who's less afraid of who? Mm-hmm. Burrow of Mahomes, Zach Taylor of Andy Reid. <laughs> I... I think Burrow is not afraid of anything. I mean, I really feel that way. So um, to me, it it would be Zach Taylor more afraid of of Andy Reid. And I think Andy Reid will have a plan, and I'm eager to see what what that's going to be. How do you see the running game going? Of the Chiefs? Yeah, you think it's a – because it it seems like if everybody's going to bet on what the Chiefs are going to do, it is they're just going to do quick drop backs and run the ball to Pacheco. Here it is. Oh no! This is this is dart banging music. I here. know what this is. Oh yeah, I I like Pacheco. I, I'd like to see more McKinnon in this game. He's just okay. been too good to have him have this silent game that maybe we saw last time. And I I think you do see McKinnon get involved. Love Pacheco in the early downs. Establishing the running early in this game is is certainly going to help help things. What do you got the rest of the week? Well, I'm going to listen to Kid Rock for the next minute, and then we'll turn it back to ArrowheadPride.com. As we go, injury reports, something to watch, Hardman and, of course, Mahomes. And, yeah, we'll have the the usual updates from Ron and, and the team and get you ready for the AFC title week. Let's rock. Arrowhead Pride Radio, we're out of here. Up next, After Hours on 610 Sports Radio.